yeah, then he can't stop. Everybody gonna figure spot. Him and your team, I'm up all night, chasing dreams. Everything changes when you go from seeing it all. Big screen to behind the scenes. Lean the song like it's the light to lead, huh? Be 
Yeah, I know you think you the one, homie. We can't nobody escape gravity. It's going down. Yes, sir, it's about to go down. It's parents to the ground, but I don't think it's going to slow down. It's fouling where it's fouling. This building's got to blow down. We just going in circles. We don't get enough to go round. What happens when your life is never broke? A storm is coming, can't nobody stand these hoes It's half a crowd, but I gotta let you know It'll help you look beyond this world, like a telescope Yeah, you can stack your money in the air Till it's raining, honey's all around your atmosphere You can build a magic sky Still can't nobody see the roof when they drive back But if they hit you, now you drive back Until that stuff you acquire, you gotta say bye withholding the blessings that you have, all that you have for us, Lord God. Let our hearts be willing and open to receive, specifically what you have for us tonight, oh God. So Holy Spirit, we invite you in. You are welcome in this place as we prepare the way for you, oh God. Prepare our hearts and change us, Lord, Lord God, tonight. Let us be soft like clay in your hands, for we love you and we trust you with everything we have and everything we are. We love you, Jesus. Have your way tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. The offering bucket is up here to give. Come on up to give. All right, guys. We are getting ready for worship. Come on up to the front. 
two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Can y'all hear me out there? do this. Father, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you that your presence, your spirit is here. But we ask, God, that you would empower us to worship you in spirit and in truth. Come on, everybody, just lift your hands in this place. God, we want to worship you in spirit and in truth, God. So we ask, our Lord, that you would come and inhabit our praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, this first song is called Go. Somebody say go. Let's your name say Go. All right, the reason why we say go is because this song is talking about us as a people being sent out. Everybody, we're going to do the motions. Go like this. Say go. go. All right, do it one more time. Say go. go. And literally, we're going to leave this church. Not today. At the, end, <laughs> at the end of, not right now. At the end of tonight, we're going to leave. And God is going to send us out to go live for him. Amen? All right. Now we 
tonight, Lord. Yeah, we want more than words on a karaoke screen tonight, God. Come on, with all eyes closed, we just tell that between the Lord, you right now. God, I just want more, God, than words on a screen, God. I want your spirit, come on, to breathe life. Come on, to breathe the hope, the promises of Jesus. Come on. I want more. I want more. I want more. Just to 
something that's worth I will bless your heart I'll sing when the music fades When the music fades It's all that slips away And I simply Longing just to be something that's worth that will bless your heart. Listen, I'll bring, I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself. Is not what you have required. You search my deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship It's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made Well, it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus
sign of Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, move. 
single detail is for you oh my mind is molded for you lord for you lord when jesus let me see your eyes let me feel your embrace I want to feel you all around me. Hey, 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 hey. Jesus, let me see your eyes. Let me feel your embrace. I want to feel you all around me. Hey, 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 hey. Jesus, let me see your eyes. Let me feel your embrace. I want to feel you all around me. Hey, 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 hey. Jesus, let me see your eyes. Let me feel your embrace. I want to feel you all around me.
just let me see your eyes. I want to feel your embrace. I want to feel you around me. Just let me see with Jesus. Let me see your eyes. I want to feel your embrace. Feel you all around me. Your embrace, your embrace, your embrace, Closer to your heart than I was yesterday. Closer to your heart than I was before I walked in. Closer, Lord, closer, Lord. Bring me closer. Grab me by the hand. Lead me closer to you. Closer, Lord. Closer, Lord. Oh, oh, closer to you. Closer to you. anything in my mind, Lord, that pushes you away, take it away, take it away. Lord, is there anything in my life that pushes you away, take it away, take it away, Lord. Oh, Lord, if there's anything in my speech that pushes you away, take it away, take it away, Lord. Oh, Lord, if there's anything in my thought life that pushes you away, take it away, take it away, Lord. Someone I think about on Fridays or Sundays, oh, you're more than that, oh Lord, you're more than that, oh Lord, oh, I want to be the best at loving you, help me to be better, help me to be better, help me to be better at loving you. Loving you with all my heart, loving you with all my heart, leaving it all behind, leaving it all behind. I want to be the best, oh Lord, train my heart. 
train my heart, teach me your ways, teach me your ways, the way you love me, Lord, so unconditional, so unconditional, unconditional love. I want to be the best at loving you. I want to be the best at loving you more than my girlfriend, come on. More than my family, come on. More than my job, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. Oh, Lord, more than my friends, more than I love popularity, Lord. More than I love notoriety, more than I love money, Lord. More than I love it all. Oh, Lord, more than I love my favorite team, Lord. I want to be the best at loving you. I want to be the best. Yeah. I want to be the best. Corner your own words. You just tell the Lord that you want to be the best at loving him. Come on, it's okay. And sometimes it just may start off with repenting to God. Come on, God loves a humble heart. God loves a tender heart. Come on, I want to be the best at loving you. In your own words, in your own words. Come on, begin to sing a song. Just begin to pray right now. And tell the Lord, I want to be the best at loving you. Oh, every single day, every single day. Including my days off, I want to be the best. I love you, I love you. I want to be where you are, where you are. I want to be the best. Love you. I want to be the best, yeah. oh, not just with words, not just with words, not just with words, but what I do, I want to be the best, I want to be the best. God, Lord, we just pray right now. That you would help us to be the best at loving you, God. So many times we can take you for granted, Holy Spirit. So many times we can take for granted that you're always with us, God. Lord, we want to be the best at loving you and recognizing when you're moving in our life. Lord, we pray that you open up our minds, open up our hearts, God. Let us be quick to repent, oh God, when we make a mistake. God, let us be quick to come to you, Jesus. We want to be the best at loving you, God. Not just by what we say, God, but let it be in action indeed. Holy Spirit, come, come and come. Come, Lord, help us to be lovers. Lovers of your presence, oh Lord. Lovers of your spirit. Lovers of righteousness, oh God. I want to be the best at loving you, God. 
Come on, 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds, 30 more seconds. I want to be the best at loving you, God. Putting you first. Putting you first before relationships. Putting you first before my job. Putting you first before my family. I want to be the best, God. Help me to be the best, oh God. Jesus, we pray that tonight, God, we'll be filled with your presence, God. We'll be filled with hearts, God, that would say, God, help me to love you better. Help me to put you first, God. Forgive me, God, when I put other things, when I make, when I rise idols before you, God. God, I want to be the best at loving you, God. I pray that you would awaken our hearts and show us, God, show us in our lives, God. Make it practical. Make it plain, God how we can do that in our lives we lift up this sermon we lift up this night god that you would have your way that you would pour yourself out holy spirit in jesus mighty name we pray come on and everybody said come on and give the lord a hand clap of praise come on you guys can make your way to your first and second feet come on greet your neighbor come on Hello, test, 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 one, two, one, two. Welcome to Elevate. Welcome to Elevate. Praise the Lord. Anybody, um, you know, what I'm, I'm going to preach tonight on the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about God tonight. Is that okay? Is that all right with everybody? Cool. I'm glad I got your approval to talk about God in his house. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But I want to set this up and talk about the Holy Spirit in such a way that you guys will get revelation that you guys will be empowered, okay? And, you know, some people who won't understand what's going on, um, some people who are new to church, this is going to be like the super spiritual um, next couple of weeks because we're getting into the Word of God and we're going to make it as plain as day. Um, some of the stuff like, what does he mean that he's going to give me power and I can live holy? What does it mean that I'm going to be speaking in tongues? What does it mean that I can pray for someone and then believe that they can get healed? Does that really happen? Yes, God is doing that right now. Hello? Sometimes we think that, man, you know what? God, he needs to stop at every single place. And when he's here, he's not anywhere else. 
Right now, there are people that are getting saved. Right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, there are people that are getting up out of wheelchairs, blind eyes being open. Yes. And that's not hard to imagine. That's not hard to believe. The Holy Spirit, God is doing that. And we're going to be getting into God's Word and talking about that. It's not fiction. It's not fairy tale. It's applicable for our life. Amen. I'm hearing a testimony right now that in California, there was a young girl who was about 13 years old said, you know what, I want God to get a hold of my school. Freshman in high school, check this out. She said, I want God to get a hold of my school. This young lady begins to pray. She was the only person that wanted a Christian club, only wanted God. And what began to happen is God stirred that young lady and God used her. Oh, you know what? Someone may look at her and be like, man, she can never do anything. That little girl with the little voice, the one who's always so shy, got to use someone to win at high school. Legitimately, like almost the entire school came to the Lord. And the testimony is, if if you look at it, um, the the crew runs with Jesus culture. Um, They're friends with them. And whenever they go out to like events, I mean, they bring the youth pastor that's kind of like overseeing what's going on there. And he'll tell the story. It started off with a young girl who was passionate on fire for God was taking no for an answer. The Holy Spirit came, and that's the same God. And it doesn't, it, God is not only going to use youth pastors. God's not going to only use the tool winners, leaders. God's going to use you. He has a plan for your life. And we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit in a way where it's practical. It's going to get spiritual but practical so you can go out and you can actually go ahead and live it out. We're not talking about magic and like, here, use this potion and go do this and someone's going to start flying. It's nothing crazy like that. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We can go out and you can, 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 I, can I do something? This might seem weird, but can I lay hands on you? Because I believe that, you know, I just want to pray for your body to get healed in Jesus' name. Jesus, I pray that you would heal Adam in Jesus' name. I, I mean, that's what we're talking about. That may seem weird uh, to you. But this is normal throughout the Bible. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And I first want to start off because we're going to go somewhere with this. We're actually in the talks right now of bringing some rappers, um, some guys that, you know, Lawrence had the opportunity of going to and some of our leaders here uh, on a Saturday night where these Christian uh, groups, artists would come and they would perform, they'd rap. And we're going to get some of those guys to come and share their talents and giftings with us. And we're all going to end this at one day with a talent show. So we're going to close out this entire sermon series with the talent show. And I want you guys to begin to get into your mind like, man, what's the talent that I have? You know, it, it may be, uh, you know, it may be singing. It, it may be rapping. It may be spoken word. It may be dancing. Okay. It, it may be like Tony prophetic dancing with ribbons. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about this some other time. <laughs> He's like, what? How does he know? Um, so it, it literally, it, it, may, it may be... Um, Whatever your talent is, whatever you, what God has blessed you, like man, that's that's really awesome. Um, we want you to come here and to uh, to uh, bless us, and so we're going to have a talent show um, at the end of this series. But I want to prep you guys by talking about the Holy Spirit of God. You know, so many times, you know, in conversations with people. Some people think that, you know, when you hear that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it's almost as if you're getting ripped off. It's that, man, the Holy Spirit's with you. It's like, oh, thanks, but I was kind of hoping for Jesus. Like, Jesus is the rock star of the group. It's like, man, Jesus is the star, and the Holy Spirit's with me. Because if you read the Bible, you see the Bible's a story. It's a beautiful story of the revelation of God. And you have to understand that at the beginning of time, the revelation of God kept on growing, kept on expanding. 
Okay, you got to believe that when Moses met God on the mountain, he had this idea of there is one God. See, God would have blown his mind if he would have given the revelation, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But now we in the 21st century can have that revelation but we can, because we have the inspired word of God. And we can look throughout the Bible. We can see God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever shall believe... Hallelujah. Praise God. Here it is. I kind of want to talk about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is God. You guys know you can pray to the Holy Spirit. Some of you guys, we get so uh, spiritual and religious. We're like, thank you, Jesus, God, Father, God, I thank you for everything. Like you can pray to the Holy Spirit because he's God. It's not like Jesus is getting jealous. Like, man, you got to say my name. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with me. Holy Spirit. I love you. You reign supreme. Come on now. You can say things like that. He's God. Hello? You don't have to worry about your theology getting right like God. Are you? No, he's God. It's okay to worship, to pray to God. So we're talking about the Holy Spirit here, the third person of the Trinity. He's not a force, okay? He's not energy. A lot of modern, postmodern uh, beliefs, people who are anti-God, like to believe in energy, like to believe in like good vibes. You know, if you ever talk to somebody, especially if you go downtown Wicker Park, you ever walk into Starbucks and uh, you just bring up like, thank God, like, oh yeah, I I believe in God. He's good energy. And it's like, uh, no, he's not good energy. And uh, you ever get into these conversations where some people's idea of God is just like positive vibes, right? And so you, so you can go, have a conversation with somebody, man, I feel the Lord up in this place. I have a good vibe about that, too. Yeah, I get good vibes. The Holy Spirit is not a vibe. He's a person. He's a person. And the way we talk about person, like a person, you can think about it like this. We, because I'll blow your mind on another one. Maybe you guys may know this. SUMers, you should know this. Um, but you know that the word Trinity is not found in the Bible? Did you know that Trinity, how we uh, describe God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, is not found throughout scriptures. But you can tell he is the triune God. Three persons, one God. The Holy Spirit is a person. So I I know that when the Holy Spirit comes, I'm not getting ripped off. (laughs) Hello? I'm not getting ripped off. It's like you caught the end of a bad deal. Like, you're going to get the Father, you're going to get the Son, and you got the Holy Spirit. Shucks. Like, I, I messed up. He's 100% God, fully God, and he's always been around. God didn't create him so that we can uh, understand God more fully. No, no, no. He's always been. Before the creation of the world, the Holy Spirit was. Praise God. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, he's always been around. Okay. So we don't have to worry. We can trust our lives with him. And this is the reason why we come to church, so we can get these revelations. And I'm going to speak on revelation a little later, so that our hearts, as we talk about something as, as the Holy Spirit, as we talk about some of the things as the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we don't have to make it so, so difficult in our heads. Be like, how do I speak in tongues? Is it a mixture of Spanish and like Greek? Or is it just like blah, 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 blah? Literally, I, you know, when I first... 
was introduced the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And some of you guys may have heard it while we were singing up here on the mic. It's not a different kind of Spanish. It's not another kind of language that I was practicing. It's, it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And it's an angelic um, prayer language that God gives to his believers when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. What do you mean the Holy Spirit comes upon us? I thought he dwells inside of us. Yes, he does. But the Holy Spirit comes upon you, all right, for the service of ministry. And I want to explain all that to you, but I know that's going to come when the Holy Spirit himself reveals that to you. The Holy Spirit needs to reveal it to you. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But that was my first point. The Holy Spirit is God. We pray to God. We love God. We desire God. We seek God. And today, you see, what Jesus told, told us that we'll have was the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to go ahead and, and, and the second point was you're not missing out on anything if you have the Holy Spirit. If you can open up your Bibles with me to Romans 8. Romans 8, verses 14 and 15. And as you guys are opening up your Bible, um, we're going to get it for you on the screen. I got another little um, a fact uh, for us tonight. The Holy Spirit's here. <laughs> um, when did he come? Uh, where, who invited him? <laughs> Uh, the Holy Spirit's always invited every time where two or three are gathered. That's beautiful. So without me desiring it, God is present. And he, and he goes after the believer, and he's with the believer. And here it is, Romans eight fourteen and 15. It says it like this. For those who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. Somebody say sonship. Come on, say it like you mean it. Sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. I love that. See, the Holy Spirit is not some sort of cheap trick that God has given us to sort of pacify us until we come to heaven. The Holy Spirit is not someone or something, an idea that we can say that, you know what, Jesus, when he died, he rose again. He's no longer here with us here in person. So God gave us this idea of like, oh, you'll have a Holy Spirit. You can't see him, but he's around to kind of sort of like give us like something to bite on, chew on so that we can kind of like, uh, is he with us? No, the Holy Spirit is God with us. And we can know that because the Bible tells us for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are the children of God. So we are children of God. So you may have an earthly father. You may have an earthly mother. Okay. I know that my father was, is, not was Puerto Rican. <laughs> he is Puerto Rican. Um, and, and somewhere down the line, I, I had the wonderful opportunity. And I just encourage you guys. If you have grandparents, um, you know, don't wait till they're old and they're getting sick. You know, find out. There's a whole bunch of history where you come from, and that's okay. Find that out. That's always interesting. Um, and, and so my, my grandpa, one day, we were out in the Boricua Fest, and, you know, he's Puerto Rican to the core. You see this guy? I mean, he has a guayabera. I mean, he has a couple of 
of him stripped down, and he has his little white hair coming up, and he has a slick comb. I mean, you guys think I'm slick with the hair? I mean, when you see that guy, I mean, that guy is legit, ha handsome man. It's my grandpa. Um, and he came, and I remember seeing him. I'm like, man. I'm like, I run up to him, my grandpa, and uh, you know, he's talking to me, and I'm, you know, talking back, and uh, I'm listening. And I, if you're looking at my grandpa, he has the greenest eyes you would ever see. They're the greenest things ever. You think they're like marbles. Like, can it be that green? It's wonderful. And I'm thinking to myself, like, how come I don't have your eyes? Like, I'm looking, I want your eyes. And so I'm asking my grandpa, how do you have green eyes? Where do you get that from? Where does that come from, my family? And the long story short is that he said that his grandfather, you know, was from Spain. His grandmother was from France. And they came, they married, moved to Puerto Rico, had their family. Praise God. So I know that I'm Spanish. And, and so I, I got to understand where, where I came from. And I understood my heritage. And I understand that I'm... Um, Puerto Rican, and on the other side, um, I'm Mexican. My mom from Mexico, a part of Mexico where it's called uh, Guadalajara, and the actual city is called Tasco, where that city is known for its mining. So if you've ever been there, if you ever go there, it's beautiful, like little shops, there's silver everywhere. Um, and, and it's cool. And, and I got to go there, and I got to understand where I come from, the heritage, the food. If you ask me, I can't tell you to pick between Mexican and Puerto Rican. On some days, I love Puerto Rican. You just can't go right, go wrong with their rice and beans, arroz con habichuela. You can't go wrong. And now sometimes you just need your, really not burrito, but I mean you like your steak tacos. You need authentic Mexican. And, and so days I go back and forth. But as I begin to understand where I came from, I began to appreciate, you know, uh, my culture, history, a little bit about that. Did you know that when it comes to your history with God. See, many of us, our history, the history goes like this, that born into this world, deprived, for all have fallen short of the glory of God, for all have sinned, right? The Bible tells us that. That's pretty, it's pretty sad. That's pretty, like, uh, scary. That's pretty um, pathetic. That's pretty horrible. That's all of us. Puerto Rican, Hispanic, black, white, purple, green, orange, no matter what you are. That's all. And then when God, Jesus, comes into our life by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us that we become children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves. It doesn't make us slaves. What well, we used to be, slaves to sin, slaves to our fear, slaves to our addictions, slaves to our horrible attitudes, slaves to our old ways. See, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. A fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought your adoption. Somebody say adoption. Adoption to sonship. And that's key and that's so important. And that's so beautiful for every every believer to receive and understand in this place. We understand the word adoption as to be adopted, to be brought into a family. Um, and, and if you ever have the chance, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, one day, Lord willing, I can adopt uh, a child. But to think about it, you weren't a part of a family, and then you come into a family dynamic where you're loved the same way as someone who was a son. You're treated the same way as someone who was, you know, born into the family and that's beautiful that's beautiful and that's actually a picture of how christ treats us how before we were cut off from god and god brings us into his family through adoption 
And the Spirit, literally, the Bible says that the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to to sonship. And by Him we cry, Abba, Father. So I know that God in heaven is my Father. 100%, the Bible tells me that He is my Father. On a bad day, on a good day, your Father won't leave. Amen? Praise God. A good father, when, when you mess up, he's going to rebuke you. He's going he's gonna to correct you. You're going to get a spanking. That's what good fathers do. Hello. In a generation where it's fatherless, where we don't know our father, a good father is going to stick around and correct you. Don't, you know what? I used to think when I was younger that when my father was around and when he spanked me, he hated me. I literally used to think, like, if he, he's hitting me so hard, he's whipping me. Uh, I mean, I got it all. I got the... Uh, the branch, I got the cord, um, I got a, um, what, I got the, he didn't give me a chunk, that was more of my mom, but he's gave me like the wooden paddle, you know, uh, I got the rice treatment, if you ever had the rice treatment, we put rice on the floor, you have to bend your knees on it, and you think like, this is good, and like, well, like 15 seconds saying like, I'm decent, try five minutes, like, ah, like, it's like blood all over the floor, you're crazy, I'm kidding, I didn't do that much, but it begins to hurt. I got it all, and then when I got older, I got punches. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, boom, like, come on, hit me again. I'm not crying and thinking I'm tough. And <laughs> for real, y'all don't think my dad's hardcore. After a while, he's like, man, I ain't going to spank this guy. I ain't going to hurt him. I'm going to punch him, make him hurt, make him really cry, <laughs> hurt his feelings. Uh, <laughs> telling on my dad, I love that guy. But, uh, you know, I knew I was loved. At those moments in time, not, not a, now that I look back, it's like, Praise God, because if I would have had my way in every single thing, man, I would have been messed up. Messed up. The Bible says that the spirit we receive brought about your adoption to sonship. So we are, I'm a son of, of God the Father. You're a daughter to God the Father. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. So it's okay for me to call him Father because he's my father. <laughs> we have the same father. Praise God. Look at that one. So we can call God Father. Understanding that, let that allow it for you to bring a comfort, okay? He's our Father. He loves us. He loves us so much that he saw us in our, in our sin. He sent Jesus. And this is where the Christian church, we go crazy because we love Jesus. And yes, yes, we love Jesus. Uh, Jesus is like the climax. And when Jesus died and rose again, the climax of the story, amen? Our Savior, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ, Amen? But Jesus himself, Jesus himself made, he said, you know, I'm not going to be around forever. Think about it like this. Like if there was only Jesus on this earth, Jesus today would have been in Jerusalem. Sometimes we think that when we read the stories, if you pick up your Bible, if you read it any time most recently, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, any one of those, you see the wonders and the love and the power of Jesus. Where literally, I mean, when Jesus told a demonic spirit to leave, there was no discussion. There was no more buckling. It was just like gone. And everybody looks like, man, I, I want that. I, I wish we say things like this. I remember it was a Bible class. I man, I said, I, I wish Jesus was here right now. Everything would be different. No, no. You see, here's the thing. Jesus, he came into flesh, and so because he came and took on flesh he he was only uh restricted to one place and so if jesus was here today if we're saying to ourselves man i wish i had jesus here and this holy spirit 
You know, it's, it's not as good as Jesus because Jesus, look what he was doing. Do you understand that Jesus right now, if he was here today, would be in Jerusalem. And if we wanted a, a word from God, if we wanted a touch from God, we'd have to go all the way over to Jerusalem, wait in a giant line to see Jesus. But Jesus himself said, I'm going to send somebody. Actually, let's turn there. Open up your Bibles with me to Matthew 28. 20. This is the Great Commission. This is what here at our church we love to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And you see right there in that little part of the Bible, you see how the Bible says Jesus is talking. And this is Jesus before his disciples, before, you know, he's about to ascend heaven, before he just is taken up in glory. He's telling the people. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you see what Jesus did there? He included the Father and the Holy Spirit into God. He included the Holy Spirit in saying, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, at that point in time, it would have been blasphemous to say we baptize somebody in anybody else's name other than God. But Jesus included the Holy Spirit. And he goes on to say this in verse 20. In teaching them everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus is speaking now, and we know that Jesus is a liar. We love Jesus, and we need to understand what Jesus is saying, because he just made a promise to us. And surely I am with you. Always. Somebody say always. always. To the very end of the age. I, I'm not sure about you, but when someone tells me always, and they make a promise, and they say always, you kind of want them to hold to that promise. I'm always going to be there for you. No matter what, always, always, man. And and to for someone to make that claim, it's 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 a big claim. It's a big responsibility. And Jesus said that, and Jesus is saying that as he's ascending into heaven. <laughs> this is this is. If I was one of the disciples, I would have just been crying, confused, and hurt because here is Jesus. He's like floating into heaven, kind of one of those scenes from Star Trek where they're like, beam me up, Scotty. Jesus is literally like doing one of these, like, and I'll be with you always. Shh. Don't cry. And he's like, you know, one leg in the air because that's what like Michael Jordan did, and I'm just kidding. Anyways, forgive me, Holy Spirit. Don't leave. <laughs> we rebuke Michael Jordan in Jesus' name here. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, we do. <laughs> In all honesty, listen, listen, Jesus is, is ascending into heaven, and, he, and he's looking at his disciples. And this is a wonderful thing. He's saying, listen, I'll be with you forever. And his disciples are looking at him, <laughs> waving by and crying like, okay, I, he's going to be with us forever. There he goes. <laughs> um, did you guys catch that? He said, he'll be, yeah, he'll be with us. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love this. Like, what's going on? And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You see, God is not a liar. Let's establish that in our hearts. I can pick up God's word and bank my entire life on it. Okay? We're not talking about when the Old, the old Testament says, don't eat meat. You know, forget that. That's, that's the old covenant. That's condemnation. We got the new covenant. Amen? Um, but we can bank our life 
on the life of Jesus and what he does in our life. The new life, the joy, the peace, God's righteousness, God's power, salvation for me and my family. I can bank my life on that. And here's the thing. When Jesus said that, how, how can he keep that promise? He said, I'm with you. Me. I'm going to be with you. Well, Jesus, I wish you were with me the moment my parents got divorced because that was the hardest day I've ever been through in my entire life. God, I wish you were with me when my family member passed away because you don't understand how much that hurts. And maybe if you were there to console me, I would have felt better. Jesus, it would have only been better when someone walked out of my life if you were there with me. I would have known then that you were making your promises complete and, and true. You told me I'll always be with you to the very end of the age. How, how is that possible? And, and God is not lying. And Jesus right now is keeping his word. And I tell you, it's through the Holy Spirit. And this is why we can be confident in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, third person in the Trinity, brings the Father's heart, the Father's love, the redemption found in Jesus Christ, actual and happening in our life. It's the Holy Spirit that brings this to us. Because Jesus in the flesh, he's not here in person. But he said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit brings the Father and the Son in my life. Because he's God. There's nothing less. God in my life. The Bible says this in John 14, verses 15 through 17. Open up your Bibles with me. John 14, 15 through 17. John 14, 15 through 17 says this. It says, if you love me, and this is Jesus talking, you know. I love that. You got to pay attention when, when Jesus says something. You know, like, you know, I, I can only imagine being in a relationship you know, um, I love Christina, and there are times when she tells me, Adam, if you love me, you'll do this. And it's always like, if you love me, ah, wait for it, wait for it. I knew it. <laughs> and I always sing that song to her. I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> That's our little inside joke <laughs> that we have. But legitimately, you know, sometimes if someone's like, if you're best friend, if you love me, it's like, oh, what are you going to ask me? You know, husbands and wives, if you love me, oh, you'll throw out the garbage. Not today. <laughs> Jesus says it like this, John 14, 15 through 17. It says, if you love me, we're not talking about your BFF, your boo. We're not talking about nobody. This is God. God is saying, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. There's the word. Forever. 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 I will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him 
for he lives with you and will be in you. The spirit of truth that resides in us, the spirit of the Lord that helps us, that makes us cry out, Abba, Father. We know him because he's our father. You see, you know a father, a good father. I know my father. When, if I did something wrong, I, I, I could promise you I knew what pleased my father and I knew what didn't please my father. I knew. At a young age, I mean, you don't have much of a standard when you're young and you're like maybe in, in first, second, third grade. There's not much like don't misbehave, okay? Get good grades and don't fight with your brother and sister. That's pretty much it. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid in and so I knew what pleased my father. I knew what did not please my father. I knew that if I played soccer in my house and broke some of his china cabinets, I knew that did not please my father. I knew. Look, the fear of my dad came over me like, uh-oh, I know better. And there are certain things that I know that I was proud when dad would walk in. Like, I'll show him my grades. Like, oh, he's going to be happy. Our lays. Look, and he comes in like, oh, my gosh. Like, Adam, I'm so proud. I will know what pleased my father and what didn't please him. The spirit of truth, the spirit within us helps us cry, Abba, Father, a good father knows his children. In the same time, because we are God's children, you're his children, you can know him too. And it's through the Holy Spirit. You see, God, God in heaven right now is a loving, awesome, powerful God. I, I don't want to give you the picture that God is some laid back, like he's literally in heaven, almost like the picture, like he's not like this in heaven, like, what's good? Like he's up there listening to Andy Mineo and like bumping in. Hey, Jesus is not like that. Jesus is God. And when I think about that awesome, loving, I mean, extraordinary God, it blows my mind that this God loves me, that this God wants me to know him. In my, inf- my, my finite brain, my, my small brain, in our little beings, God wants us to know him. And God would say to us, like, I want my spirit to live in you. That is so awesome when you begin to think of the God of the cosmos, the God of the heavens. And when we even haven't begin to understand and know what's really out there in space, that God, you know, they said that there's about a... a uh, a super, I think it's called a super giant, where we can fit maybe about uh, millions of our sun in one of this sun. And to think that we can fit like uh, a couple hundred thousand of our earths in our sun. That God who created the expanse of the sky, when you look at nature, you understand that it's no accident. When you look at the human body, if you ever studied anatomy, you can know that, man, everything almost seems like it's in its proper place without flaws. That God would say, I want to live inside of you. You see, we come from dust and dust will go back. You know that the Bible, the extraordinary thing, the Bible said he created us from the dust of the earth, from the dirt of the earth. And when we die, that's what happens. Our bodies turn to dust. Do you know that sometimes when you see dust in your house, it's probably from your own skin? Did you know that? It's crazy. Like we give off thought and God says that we come from dust and God, he brings, breathes his life into us. And that same God would find, uh, would take joy and pleasure that his spirit would live inside of us. That's something awesome. And every time I begin to like think about it, it blows my mind. And we're going to get a little bit into revelation. But this God says that the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But we know him for he lives 
with you and will be in you. You cannot have a new life without the Holy Spirit. It's impossible. It's impossible. And let that begin to settle in your heart where you'll make no difference that even if someone is a good person without the Holy Spirit, they're not born again. That even if they're a good person, all their good works amount to nothing. They're like dirty rags before the Lord. And they will stand before God in judgment. So when you think about your life, when you think about God speaking to you through the Holy Spirit to go ahead and be a witness to somebody, open up your mouth because it's through the Holy Spirit that we receive new life. It's through the Holy Spirit that God convicts us. You know that thing, whenever you do something wrong, you feel bad. Some people like to call it conscience. I call it the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Dang, I messed up. Holy Spirit, forgive me. You know? You don't have to get all spiritual like, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, forgivest me. No, no, you don't have to get like that. You know what I mean? It's like, Holy Spirit, I've sinned against you. It cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. Let me ask you something. Can you see the Holy Spirit? The Bible says, but we know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. So we can see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life through the fruit. I know that I have an apple tree in my backyard if I see apples coming from it. If I start seeing anything else but apples, I know that I picked up the wrong seeds. Hello? In Puerto Rico right now, at this very moment, my grandfather has this giant mango tree that produces some of the sweetest mangoes. I mean, ripe. That thing hangs low to the ground. You can walk up to the tree and just pull one off. And I remember, bang, bang, bang. And yeah, that's, he speaks really fast. Like, bang, bang, bang. That means come, come, come. And uh, he remember coming outside, and here he is, like, literally no shirt in his pants and this machete. Whoosh, whoosh. Toma, 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 toma. And I'm over here like, all right, I'm peeling it up, and I'm, mmm, tarico, tarico. And I'm, yeah, it's really good, Grandpa. I love it. It was so sweet. And I knew that's a mango tree. <laughs> yep, that's a legitimate mango. And God the same way looks at your life and he says, I know that person loves me. When he looks at your fruit, when he looks at your life, when he looks at what you produce through the power of the Holy Spirit, he says, man, they really love me. Like, man, you know what? They don't love me. They're not my child because they're not led by the Spirit. I want to talk to you now about Revelation. And I got um, a couple of minutes. This is so important for us, and I'll be kind of going back and forth every single time because revelation, without revelation, this entire thing would kind of be a mystery. And the Holy Spirit brings us the revelation of God. This is why we can read the scriptures over and over again, old stories that we like, old stories that spoke to us, and read it again, and God can speak to us again because we get a revelation of God. This this Bible is so full of revelation. I mean, even the most uh, studied, the most knowledgeable, the the Bible scholar with his doctorates on doctorates, you know what I mean? It, it was still amazed by the depth, the knowledge, the treasure that's in the Word of God. So this revelation that, that we're going to be talking about, I pray that you would receive it. When talking about the Holy Spirit and what He desires for your life, and this is the beautiful part of this. The Holy Spirit's going to tell you this. 
I believe that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as I talk these next coming weeks about the Holy Spirit and what God is doing and what God has been doing since the beginning, what God is doing now, what God desires to do, that God will speak to your life something very specific that was meant for you. And it's not going to be me saying it. It's not going to be me giving you ideas or examples like, boom, God will give you a revelation. And I want to talk about revelation because there, there are going to be, the sad truth is this, there are going to be people in this church, in this youth ministry, sitting in the very same seats you are sitting now, who are going to be listening in one ear, out the other, because they're not having a revelation of what God is doing. So it's so important to understand, like when the teacher asks you, like, does anybody have any questions? I used to be so afraid to raise my hand because I didn't want to be the person that everybody's like, what, you don't get it? Are you dumb? Are you slow? I didn't want to be that person. And I remember the next day coming into to class, everybody would always miss or skip that one question that everybody had the, you know, the, uh, didn't know how to do it because they didn't raise their hand and have a question. Revelation is like that, where the Bible, God is going to give something to you from his word, treasure, something valuable for your life that you can hold on, that you can bank your feet on and say, man, God, this is what you're doing in my life. I've known people that when they get into the word of God, they got a spirit of revelation. God will put a call of ministry in their life. God will put a call into a certain type of field or a job. God will do something for they can know, like, this is the person I'm going to marry. But this is the person I'm going to be ministering to. This is the person I'm supposed to help. You understand? God can give you a revelation of what you should be doing. And I want to talk about how we receive that revelation. It's important to understand. I put it like this. Another way... Or one way to attract revelation is to obey what we know. One way to attract revelation, the understanding of what God is doing, is to obey what we know. And, I, and I'll give you an example from me following and obeying God to Bible college. You see, like... I think God does it in a way so I can be stretched and challenged. And I remember the road to Bible college um, was something where God called me to Bible college. He called me to SUM. He Specific things. He didn't call me to go to Moody. He didn't call me to go to North Central. He didn't call me to go start a church in Africa. He called me to SUM. He called me to this church. And the way things unfolded, all I knew was the general thing. And in prayer, God spoke to me and said, this is what I want for your life. And I didn't know the details. I promise you, that was the most, one of the most frustrating things, not knowing details, not knowing dates, not knowing amounts, uh, not knowing the who's, the when's, the where's, the what's. That was frustrating because at a point, I was challenged in my faith. Legitimately, but I remember as I was faithful to the little things, God called me here, God called me to SUM, so what does that mean for me? Be faithful. Show up every Friday and be a leader at Elevate. All right, God, I'm going to do that. Be faithful. Go out and drive the students home after you're done with Elevate. Like, God, I, th I thought there's something more like a revelation of all the, the thousands of youth that we're going to be preaching to in stadiums. Like, God, I thought that's going to happen. It's like, no, 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 no. Be faithful in what you know. Obey what you know. Go to Sundays. Make that a priority. Pray to God. Read, read, uh, have time for the Lord and devotional. Obey what you know. You know, one man came to Jesus and asked him what to do to gain eternal life in Luke 10. Verses 25 through 28. And Jesus said, what does this say to do? The man pressed Jesus for more, but Jesus wouldn't give him any new information. Until he walked in obedience, he wasn't going to get more. 
until you walk in obedience to what God is doing in your life, you're not going to understand anything. It doesn't make any sense. Are you obeying what God already told you to do? Uh, no. That's how it works. Like, I'm waiting for this, God, but you're not being faithful in this. It's to walk in obedience to what we already know. See, obedience is a signal to God that says, God, I want to go the next step. Obedience is that signal to God, like, hey, God, I'm ready to let him know that we're ready to go that next step. My question to you is, are you obedient to God? Are you obedient to what God has called you to do? Are you obedient to the people that God has told you to share your faith with? Are you obedient to the words that God has called you to speak? Are you obedient in being faithful to your wife? Are you obedient to being faithful to your parents? Are you obedient to be faithful to your employees if you have a job? Are you obedient to God? Until we walk in obedience, we're not going to get anything else. God, I want to go the next step. Let's walk in obedience. You see, this is it. A tender heart brings a spirit of revelation to a person. When your heart is tender, you see, the last thing God wants to do is give you something where your heart is hard and you're not going to receive it. It's, it's, almost, it's almost the sense where, like, if, if you were to... If you were to probably give someone like maybe an iPad mini in Africa and a tribe where they have no electronics, they have no TV, um, you know, no cars, nothing kind of fancy like that. You give an iPad mini to someone in Africa right now in a tribe who lives in a hut. They're just going to look at you and be like, they're going to start cooking on it. You know what I mean? They don't know what to do. They're going to be like, what? what is this? God's not going to give you something valuable, special. If your heart can't receive it. And it's like a tender heart, the tender, like the the right soil to plant something, the right conditions. You know, God wants to give you something that when he says it to you, it's going to go down deep and it's going to take root and bear fruit. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit and what God has for us these next couple of weeks, I want you guys to come in here with the heart saying, God, I'm ready. But that doesn't happen after when you come in here, you have a heart of obedience, that you've been obeying God, that you've been in your word, that you've been loving people, that you've been loving God. Amen. I think it starts there by walking in obedience, because even for myself, I'm expecting God to speak to my heart. You know, it's not like, you know, I I preach these sermons and I mean, God gives revelation and and sometimes I think like, oh, man, God, am I going to get my revelation? I'm expecting great things, too. For my life, you know, about God and and some of the best revelations and things. Here's the thing about it. I'd always used to think to myself, like, when God would give me a revelation, I'm like, now I know who I'm supposed to marry. Now I know who I'm supposed to be in a relationship. Now I know what job I'm supposed to take on. Now, Now I know. I thought God would literally tell me, like, Adam. Go work at this high school. It it wasn't like that. When I got revelation from God, it was about him. The beautiful thing, it was about God. And the thing was, it gave me a peace. It gave me an understanding. It allowed me to be bold, to walk in authority, knowing that he's my father. I mean, some of the things that God is going to do, it's not like, Go take this. And God can do that. God can speak into your heart and say, man, you know what? I think it's time for you to move on from this job. I think it's time for you to go ahead and and to, you know, 
speak to your to your father because you know he's been struggling you know your your family's going down in a drain and you've been afraid this entire I want you to speak. And God can do things like that. But I, I can tell you, some of the, the times I've been expecting, okay, God, what should I do now? What should I do here? I remember getting on a fast and praying, like, God, I want direction in this this area of my life, this area of my life. And at the end of the day, I, I got blessed by a revelation of Jesus. And I walk out of that thing with, like, five pounds, five pounds uh, skinnier and just, like, well, none of the things that I prayed for ever changed. But now I know who God is, and I love God more. So praise God. I, I guess it works. <laughs> That's how it works. You don't go after God. Should I buy this car? God, should I do this? God, God, show me who you are. And I promise you, you're going to walk out of there with a understanding of now what you're supposed to do. That's how it works. Sometimes we think he's going to tell you to do this. It's, no, this is who I am. Whoa. Wow. Thank you, Lord. This in closing, let's just stand up in prayer. And maybe we can get some, like, music in the back as we, as we cl- prepare to uh, close out tonight. You know, I want everybody to go ahead and, and stay in their seats for this one. Um, but where you are, we're going to pray together. And what we're going to pray is this, okay? We're going we're gonna to have fun with this one. Um, we're going to get spiritual. Um, you know, it, it's going to be awesome. You know, and, and all the things you could ever think about is going to happen in these next couple of weeks. Angels flying around, you know what I mean? And the Bible says when someone gives their life over to the Lord, there's a party in heaven. Hey, <laughs> bring it down over here, Lord. Bring the chips. <laughs> um, literally, I, I'm believing God for great things. But as, as we prepare, like, man, you know what? We kind of think about it. I'm going to put it in words we can understand. Like, when you're younger, you get excited the day you're going to go to Disney World. Especially like in the wintertime, if your parents come up to you and they say to you, like, you know, we're going to go to Disney World in June. And it's February. You're just like, ah, oh, I can't wait for June. You know, I can't wait for June. This sucks right now, but I can't wait for June. As we prepare for what God is going to be doing in our lives by the power of the Holy Spirit, let's prepare our hearts now. And the area that we're going to be praying on and closing out with is obedience obedience is the signal to god that tells god i want to go the next step come on with all eyes closed in this place come on lord we just pray that here today lord you would help us to walk in obedience come on if there's areas in your life that you need to repent of because you haven't been walking in obedience come on we can repent right now come on just begin to pray to the Lord. You know the things that you're going through. I know I need to repent to the Lord. Lord, help me to walk in obedience to your word, to your spirit. Holy Spirit. Help me to be obedient, God. Help me to go to the next step, Lord. God, I want to be faithful in the things I already have on my plate. And if all you know is to read your Bible and to pray and to love God and to love people, you can start there. You can start there, but I'll tell you, it goes so much further and deeper once you start getting involved, once you start pouring yourself into this thing. God calls you to be a disciple, and and as you begin to get more revelation, more is required of you, more responsibility is then, you know, asked of you. 
So as we prepare, Holy Spirit, for what you have for your church, for 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 this generation, God, we ask that you would help us in the area of obedience. Because, God, it wouldn't mean anything if you give us this great revelations. You speak prophetically over us, God. God, you tell us all these things, but we don't walk in obedience. We'll miss it like the people of Israel. We don't want to wander in the desert. We don't want to miss it, God. We don't want to grumble and complain against you, God. We want to walk in obedience. Help to make our hearts tender. God, help to take away any offenses that we may have against you. God, the way we may think it should have gone. God, get that out of our heart. Get that out of our mind. God, help, Lord, get, get all the fear out that doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. God makes things beautiful and new. And the Holy Spirit can still speak to you. The Holy Spirit can still use you. So tonight, God, Lord, we pray for the heart, our heart to be soft, our heart to, to be like a ready soil, God, that when you plant those seeds in our heart, God, that we wouldn't despise it, but God, we'll take it and believe it by faith. Be with us, God. Let, let everyone here be an example of obedience to their parents. Let everyone here be an example to their teachers, to their school. God, let everyone here be an example of obedience to their family. God, let us walk in obedience as we draw ourselves, as you draw us closer to you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We thank you. We honor you. We lift you up, Holy Spirit. We love you. Holy Spirit, you are good. Holy Spirit, you are awesome. Holy Spirit, there's no one like you. We lift you up in this place. Have your way, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Come on and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on. All right, all right, all right. So you guys know that it's next week. Next week we're having life groups. This Sunday, this is my heart and my desire. If you call this your church, if you're saying, man, this is my youth group, I want to see you guys on a Sunday. And I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start doing it every single Friday. I want to see you guys Sunday. Look to your neighbor before you leave and say, man, I want to see you Sunday. If not... I'm going to go to your house and pick you up. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you Sunday. We love you. Be blessed.